This series of Friday's Child is brought to you in association with The Healthy Home. I don't know about you mamas, but my desire to nest and organize my home has only increased since the arrival of my daughter. I am obsessed with making sure my home is clean and hygienic for my little one, but there are certain germs and nasties that cannot be seen by the naked eye. Well, this is where the wonderful team at The Healthy Home come in. The Healthy Home is the leading company in the Middle East specialized in advanced eco-friendly sanitization technologies, home services and products. Their esteemed team have been expert leaders in the home services industry since 2013, so they really know what they're doing. As we enter the height of the sweltering summer heat here in the UAE, we are all going to be spending a lot more time in our homes and our AC systems are going to be working overtime. So now is the perfect time to get the healthy home team in to make sure your home is free of impurities that cannot be removed by regular cleaning methods. And if not managed properly, germs, bacteria and viruses can be spread across your home through your AC. Poor indoor air quality can trigger allergies, asthma, eczema, morning fatigue, itchy eyes and even bed bugs. So protect your family and have peace of mind that your home is not only clean, but safe. I recently had the Healthy Home team in to clean and sanitize my baby's nursery, including her crib mattress along with my mattress. And if you want to see what came off my poor mattress after the team had worked their magic, check out my highlighted stories on the Friday's Child Instagram page for a real shot. All their treatments are chemical-free and eco-friendly, so they're 100% safe for infants and children. It felt so fantastic to know my baby's mattress was thoroughly cleaned and sanitized, along with the rest of her nursery. And mamas, guess what? These treatments don't just give you peace of mind that everything is beautifully clean. The benefits also include better breathing, better sleep, and improved energy levels. And I'm delighted to report we all slept very soundly through the night after that one visit from the Healthy Home team. The Healthy Home has quickly become an integral part of our home maintenance and I've already marked on the calendar our next visit as it's very important to have these treatments every six months to maintain all the fabulous health benefits. If you'd like to find out more about the Healthy Home Services, just visit their website www.thehealthyhome.me or check out their Instagram page, both of which are linked in the show notes of this episode. Welcome to a brand new series of Friday's Child, the podcast on a mission to educate, empower and support you on your parenting journey. I'm your host, Peter, a British expat who's been living in Dubai for 10 years and first-time mama to my gorgeous little girl, Mavia. I have some incredible guests for you this season, including Heidi Murkoff, the author of the iconic, best-selling book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, YouTube star, Nurse Zabe, along with amazing childbirth educators, parenting coaches, and real mums keeping it very real. So let's get into it. My guest today is someone who has changed my life and someone I am very lucky to be able to call a friend. This fabulous woman is a breakthrough transformational coach, a mother of two, my personal coach and our very first expert guest at our first Meaningful Mama Morning last month. I am talking about life coach Nuna Nafusi. This episode of Friday's Child was actually recorded in the Foundry podcast studio here in downtown Dubai. 
Foundry is a hybrid progressive art space consisting of a collaborative open workspace, podcast studio, micro library, cafe and surrounding gallery spaces. Foundry's innovative environment is a space for possibility and provides Dubai's community and the global art scene the opportunity to thrive, connect, communicate and exhibit. So a big thank you to the Foundry for letting me record this episode in their wonderful studio. Now let's get into my conversation with life coach Nuna. Enjoy! Nuna Nafusi, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so happy we're here. And we're actually in the Foundry podcast studio today. Um, so we're recording from a professional podcast studio. This is my first time in a studio. I'm used to being at home. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to get into this chat. So before we start, because I have so many questions for you today, Nuna, um, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a coach. And also for those people that may not know what a coach is, what does your role entail? Okay. All right. Well, first of all, um, thanks so much for inviting me on. Beautiful space here. Isn't it gorgeous? Absolutely. I feel very professional. It suits you. really suits you. Um, yeah. So I, my first um, kind of exposure to coaching came when I was 26 and I did an NLP course, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, um, which basically teaches you how your brain works, why we do the things we do, learn about limiting beliefs. And I did that in the New Forest over, I think it was over a long weekend, and it totally transformed my life. And I did my initial NLP course, and then I did my master NLP course. Um, And since then, it's just become an obsession of mine on how to become a better person, how to be the best person Mm. within yourself. Um, and in my previous life, I was a headhunter and I would coach so many of my clients, um, my candidates on how to get the job. So I would very quickly be able to understand where there were limiting beliefs, where Mm. there were mindset issues. Um, you know, I was able to relate very quickly with my clients as well. I could understand what they were looking for in a person. So I realized I had a real knack to kind of get how people were thinking very quickly um I got made redundant last year and I thought great this is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) this is my chance um you know I it was obviously a big shock it was covid but actually it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because finally I could have my dream come true of being life coach and since then I've gone on more coaching more training for myself so that I can just be the best coach so in essentially what a coach is is somebody I think we were discussing this earlier somebody who can show you where your blind spots are um so for example you know what you know about yourself you know what you don't know about yourself but you don't know what you don't know and that's my job to be able to uncover how you're currently using your brain why you're feeling the way you're feeling and how we can get you to feeling how you want to feel so um that's essentially what a coach does and what is the difference between a coach and a therapist because I think people get a little bit confused don't they they do so I think for therapy it's very much from my experience anyways they don't really um dive into the mechanics of your brain they kind of surface over it in terms of okay you're feeling like this and they more just listen and let you talk it out Mm. whereas the coach 
it's a little bit like somebody who's playing football you know the coach will be able the football coach will be able to tell you how to um, really fine your skills and that's what I think a life coach does it teaches you how to fine-tune your brain to get the results that you want to get in life and so we we are trained on how the mind works what language mm. that you use um, how to uncover limiting beliefs how to kind of uncover blind spots and then we show that um, to our clients and then our clients have breakthroughs transformations and that creates different different actions in their life yeah and I think because I've been having coaching with you mm. I think we're now on week six yeah I think this week is going to be our, our week six session six, isn't yeah. it and I think you know I've had some coaching in the past I've done a coaching course as well and it's very much sort of future focused isn't mm. it you may talk about things in the past and if you need to unpick them and work on them but then it's very much like looking forward whereas I guess therapy you spend a lot of time in the past yeah maybe it's a little bit of both really it's like you can hold on to something from the past and still be functioning from that story that you've told yourself or you can think okay where do I want to go I want to go here but what's holding me back okay and so we look at you know into what it is because half the time it's just a story we're telling ourselves yeah but we don't know that we're telling our story that story to ourselves that something that happened when we were five or six and sometimes it cannot it can be so much simpler than that it can just be I want to do x and I'm not feeling motivated about it why is that well because I'm not having the right thoughts about it so you just clean up your thoughts so it's having a lot of kind of I feel like I'm I've got a lot of tools in the toolbox that if when someone says something I'm like I'll try this try this try this and then we keep trying it until we get them to where Mm. they want to be yeah and one of the things one of the many sort of aha light bulb moments I had with you was I knew there was something that I was holding onto from the past that was stopping me from doing certain things, but I Mm. didn't realize how much it was stopping me Mm. from doing and the ways in which it was impacting me. Like I thought I knew, but actually it was so much bigger. And since we've worked on it, I'm like, oh, okay. Suddenly things that I wouldn't have considered before or felt really impossible suddenly feel okay and feel feel easier. but today I want to focus on mums. Mm-hmm. So I know you work with a lot of mothers, a lot of working mums. What are some of the main things that mums come to you with? Okay. So um, I'm really passionate about working with mums because obviously I'm a mum myself. And I have, you know, when I was working, it was I found so many things come up for me that when I started speaking to mums, we all feel the same. Guilt, you know, feeling like you never do enough for your child. You never do enough at work, never do enough for your husband. Um, so that's one thing that mums really suffer from is, is guilt. I think the other thing is overwhelm. Um, I've had mums come to me saying, I'm just not enjoying being a mum. You know, I'm just not connecting with my mm. children. I'm not connecting with myself. They've lost lost that connection with themselves as well. Um, so that's another thing that we work together. I've had other mums who've just come to me and just said, like, I just... I, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I enjoy. You know, mm. I've just been cleaning up and wiping bums and, you know, I, where am I? Um, and I think that's a really big thing for mums because no matter what, not only do we carry so much of the um, physical work, we carry the emotional and memory as well of like, okay, when are there vaccinations? Is there enough food in the fridge for the morning? 
it's all of that weight as well that you know, men just don't have to worry about that kind of thing but why is that because i've been thinking a lot about that recently why is it that we we take on that and it's almost like you know and obviously every relationship is different mm. but i'm just going to generalize for the purposes of this conversation why is it that it is usually the mum that's like right okay yeah next vaccinations this okay she's growing out of her baby grows okay we need this for the nursery da, 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 as well as doing like everything in the house maybe trying to work as well and and sort of the dad's kind of like you know oh yeah they're a great dad but like they they don't have a million tabs open like why why is that because that is usually the setup isn't it, it is yeah it is and i honestly think it's biological like we carried those children we they were inside us you know we gave birth to them and i think the minute you have a baby when that cord cuts that's your separation from the child and that is you know that is such a big thing i think that it's it's biology you know look at mm. all the animals it's the mother that looks after the children generally I just think that's how it is but I think we now are getting to the point where we understand the brain enough of how to overcome all of that extra mental list that we have um and I have seen some mums go from you know I'm really not enjoying my three children at the moment and I'm not enjoying being a mother I'm not enjoying being with my husband I hate my work I don't even know if I want to be working anymore I don't know what to do and after working with them for 12 weeks, they're like, I've had such a beautiful day with my children. Mm. And they've started to look at things different and they've opened up, you know, the possibility that maybe I can feel really good and enjoy my children and start looking. And it's just literally just understanding why you're feeling like that, having a toolbox of looking at things differently and changing. And for me, that is the most rewarding thing about my job yeah oh my god I mean you're literally changing lives and it's you know through my work with you I everything you've just said about what mums come to you with I have 100% been feeling literally now like it's my reality now mm. it's not like you know oh yeah I went through that phase like no it's very much my rea my reality now and I think we just carry so much and with the identity thing I definitely went through a period where I thought I don't even know what I like anymore I don't know what sort of clothes I like my body's changed but even not even the fact that my shape is different I just don't really know what I want to wear anymore mm. I don't know I don't know what I want to do and it's and you can feel like you're in a bit of a fog and you're just not quite sure what the next step is you know for some women it's not a choice whether they go back to work they have to go back to work um for some they have that that choice um for some having a baby kind of makes them realize okay well i want to go in a different direction but where do i even start and i think it can be such a when you have a baby it can be such a kind of you think that you're on one path and then you have a baby and it's like all of a sudden you're like well hang on a minute i want something different and I bet you have a lot of ladies that come to you with that sort of like, I'm at a crossroads. I feel like I'm at a crossroads. You yeah. know, I now want to do something which gives me a bit more flexibility. I still want to work, but I don't want to go back to my corporate, you know, nine to six. And I think what happens is you, you, have, you have your children and then it wasn't what you expected. And I think we have put such high expectations on ourselves. Like, 
I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel great and I'm going to love my children every second of the day and me and my husband are going to hold hands and we're going to walk into the mm. sunset and it's all going to be like so incredible and yes there are parts of it that are incredible but the reality is is that it is hard and not it's now only now that more and more people are talking about it but it is tough it is draining emotionally and physically and all of the things in between so I think a lot of women come to me with like this is not how I expected my life to turn out and it's that expectation that we work on it's like well okay what we are where we are here so how can we look at it differently and I think that is the key to being able to be more present and mm. to be able to accept that you know as a, I really say as a human being we have to be able to feel every emotion in life and I think this is what we were talking about before in terms of you know you are going to feel happy sad frustrated anxious um scared worried you know th that's part of being human and we're under this pretense that you know you've got to be so happy because you've got this child and everything's great no and it's it's be having that gentleness with yourself and mm. saying okay well right now i'm feeling very exhausted okay that's all right or you know i don't enjoy changing nappies that's okay yeah. too you know i don't particularly like going to kids parties i just don't especially when they were very very young you know you they're so intense they're very intense a lot of like over sensory and you might not know a lot of the mums that are there and you're just kind of everyone's feeling a bit awkward but I just said okay I'm doing this for my children but I don't enjoy it and it was just saying that took the pressure off yeah like I don't have to enjoy it but I will do it and that's it it's an hour of my time to add my time it's done instead of why don't I enjoy this? How, look at everybody else. All the other mums are enjoying it. I'm the only one who's not. Maybe I'm not a good mum. Maybe. No. And once you take all of that out of it and say, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. And having that compassion for yourself. And I always say, you you know, try and treat, treat yourself as you would your best friend. The way we speak to ourselves is probably the worst thing that we do as mums. And when we have yeah. that kind gentleness then we can start to you know have that compassion for ourselves and just be like it's okay it's all right you know i'm not i'm human yeah and it's so strange because one of the things that has shocked me most since becoming a mum is my ability to feel so many different emotions at the same time yeah it is it's sometimes it's so overwhelming just the feelings that you have you can feel so happy and and grateful and blessed that you have this beautiful baby. But at the same time, you can feel so drained, exhausted, resentful of your other half. Like you're really not enjoying what you're doing at that time. Even though you love your baby so much and you're so happy that they're happy. You don't want to be sat on the floor in the nursery playing. Or you don't want to be changing a nappy. And that's been really... Like still some days I just feel so drained because of all these emotions I have. And sometimes it's difficult to know sort of where to then channel those mm -hmm. and sometimes the more negative ones can take over and you just yeah sometimes at the end of the day i am i'm done i'm literally i have nothing left to give anybody mm. and that's where you also help me a lot because it's like well if you're not looking after yourself and giving yourself what you need you're not going to be able to give to other people and i think as mums we we go wrong with that all the time because we just you know, when you first have your baby, you do have to put their needs before everyone else's, including your own. 
But then as they get a little bit older, I found that I was then so used to just putting her needs first, I forgot how to look after myself. Yeah, and it's like, you know, who wears the badge of done the most, you know? And, and yeah. you know, like, oh, well, I did this, I did this. Well, I've been up since this time, and I've been up, you know, and it's just, it's like... Who no. are you doing this for? Yeah, you don't exactly. get a medal at the end of the day. And I, and, and just recently, we're, I'm, I'm coming out of that, but I was almost like badge of honour. I'm doing everything on my own. Yeah, it's that Okay, well, like, great. What do you want for that? Because mm. you're the only one suffering. So actually, the better thing to do is get some help and then you can be a better mum, feel better in yourself, be a better partner. But as mums, I think we just really struggle with that. We're yeah. not very good at reaching out and asking for help and actually honouring our needs. We sort of just go, oh, well, I'll deal with that another day. Or even like, especially breastfeeding mums. When I was breastfeeding, I wouldn't even go to the loo. Yeah. Like basic needs. I'm just like, oh no, I'll wait till later. It's like, no, ask someone to hold the baby so you can go to the toilet. Yeah, and I think this You know, is, it's mad. It's, well, it, also this is something that I do a lot of coaching on as well. It's like, it's sometimes what happens is we feel so overwhelmed that we don't want to ask for help. So when we don't ask for help, that kind of justifies us snapping, being angry, because it's so much easier to blame everyone else by when you say, well, I've done this and I've done that. And so then that gives you an excuse to feel what you're feeling, as opposed to, for me, what real strength is and real self-love is saying, I'm going to get some help, take the help that you get, and go and relax. But it's like, well, no, I can't relax, because then if I relax and I still don't feel great, who am I going to blame? And that's mm. the work, the internal work that I do with my clients and the internal challenge that we constantly have. So I think it's also, I think my work can be quite liberating to a lot of mums when they realise, but then it's also a big responsibility, like, oh, just saying I'm choosing to feel like this. Yeah. And that's, th- that's tough. It that's, can be tough. That's one of the biggest things that I've I've learned through our coaching relationship is like, hang on a minute, all these things that I get very frustrated at and I sort of moan about and I get resentful towards my partner about, I'm choosing this. Mm. Yeah. This well, isn't just happening to me. I'm choosing it. And that can be quite hard. That's, that's quite a hard pill to swallow yeah. sometimes because it is very easy to take that sort of like martyrdom thing and, you know, but yeah actually you're right it's you know and and when you say it it sounds so simple doesn't it we'll get some help but it's it, it's very it's a strange thing to get your head around of I'm actually choosing to make my life harder why am I doing that and I think so many of us mums do that because mm. then I don't have to take responsibility for um feeling the way I feel because it's everybody else's fault mm. you know and yet here we are um not getting help you know not looking after ourselves punishing ourselves in our mind constantly like well you didn't do this and you didn't do this yeah. and look at the other mums and all the other mums are so much better than me and you know there's something wrong with me and and I mean if if we actually put out what we say to ourselves spoke to anyone else like that I don't think anyone would speak to us no we, no one would want to hang out with us because you're so horrible what a horrible human being you are and yet that's how we talk to ourselves and my real mission is to get women to be kinder to themselves and my, so one of my big passions and something that I'm really working on this year is to fall madly deeply utterly hopelessly in love with myself mm. because once I feel so in love with myself 
I'm not holding anyone else responsible to make me feel better. So I'm approaching every relationship with a real openness and a real um, freedom that you can say what you want to say to me, but I'm not going to make yeah. you responsible for making me feel bad or X or Y and Z. And it's hard work, but when you get there, and by the way, you never get there. So yeah, this <laughs> is always, constant work throughout, because we're always changing exactly. and things happen in life, don't they? Things exactly. out of our control. Um, that then impact us yeah and then when you you know if you're full of love and full of love for yourself then you can give it freely with no resentment with no judgment with no um and you'll be like oh i'm feeling a little bit exhausted today by the way hubby do you mind helping this they'd be like oh yeah but instead what used to happen is i would want a mind reader like, can you not see how I'm feeling? I am so guilty of this. Mm. And I know mums listening will will definitely feel this as well. I will, um, and I'm trying to be conscious of it, but I will not communicate and instead just start slamming doors and huffing and puffing. Instead of just saying, babe, do you mind just sitting with her for half an hour? Because he would happily do that, but I don't ask. I just continue like a workhorse and getting really tired and frustrated and... And I and I sort of you know sometimes I I pick myself up on that and I and I stop it. But so often I still find myself just acting like a real not a very nice person to be around. And what's the payoff? What's the payoff of you acting like that? Well, then I can tell my husband feels a bit like oh god she's not happy again and you know and yeah and it's just like well all I've done today is like be a bit moody and then once baby goes to bed I'm like well I'm I'm tired eat my dinner go to bed but that's not very nice is it I wouldn't like that if it was the other way around and some days I feel it just feels too exhausting to have the conversation but on the days where then I push myself to have the conversation it's so worth it Mm. and we start chatting and he tells me how he feels and all of a sudden we're having a lovely conversation and the moods completely change and I feel connected but then some days I don't do that and I do just go to bed and I'm just too tired and either is okay as long as you are aware of what you're doing and you know the reason I said what's the payoff is because the payoff is that you get to be the master yep. and you you're slamming the doors because you know you're exhausted and they've been totally so it's totally their fault of why you're not feeling great yeah. and you know as long as I think your your eyes are open to that there is a reason I'm acting like this and I'm making x wrong and me right or me wrong and then right as long as you can do that with open eyes then suddenly you see the world in a totally Mm. different place and think you know sometimes I do just want to be annoyed but I'm choosing this because I of x and because of y and that's okay but the minute you understand it and you can see it like that that's when you are free yeah and free to be and I think another thing with mums which I do a lot of work in as well is this um concept of someday you know when they walk things will be easier someday I'll be happy yeah when when they can go to the toilet then everything will be easier when I have to stop changing so many nappies and we keep we so many people do it we keep living this someday life like someday then i'll be happy exactly. then it will be easier i'm telling you now ladies doesn't get easier no just new challenges a different set of challenges yeah. exactly and and that's another thing that a lot of work that i do with my clients like my, my clients that someday is now and someday never comes so you know 
and it's so true like you look back at photos when they were like so much younger and I'm like oh they were so cute but I was so annoyed <laughs> I was like, so sleep deprived and stressed angry. yeah and I think <laughs> you know having having the ability to be present um and that's another thing that I work on as well is because when you're really really present with your child and your life and yourself and your partner and this moment right now like when you're really 100% present nothing else really matters what happened yesterday didn't matter Mm. what happens tomorrow doesn't matter it's just the now yeah and to be able to just live in this very exact moment right now that I think also can really help mothers by being conscious and being like okay I'm just in bath time fine whatever's outside the house you know in the living room and it's a mess but I'm here the baby's relaxed Mm. I'm relaxed we're doing bath and really thinking about that and thinking about you know enjoying or thinking about just enjoying and being in the moment then you start looking at your life as well I think quite differently yeah because I feel and when I chat to my mum friends, we, we, we talk about this a lot. It can feel like you're just on a treadmill. Like, you wake up, it's the same stuff. You're just literally, like, bulldozing through the day, just trying to get through. You, f- you know, fall into bed. You're probably being woken up a few times by your baby if you, have a, if you have a young baby. And then it's like, you wake up and it's like, from the minute you open your eyes, you're back on that same, you know, hamster wheel. And it can be really hard to just be present. And mm. I try really hard to do that. But some days are a blur. Some days I sit down at the end of the day and I'm like, whoa, like I've just literally been on autopilot today. I haven't really been conscious about how I'm feeling, you know, my thoughts. I've just been kind of like getting through the day. And I think that's a real, like we have to practice that, don't we? Yeah, it is. And you've got to make a conscious effort to do it. Yeah, and and be very conscious. And this is why, you know, we talk about decluttering your brain. It's like from the minute you wake up, oh, here we go again, another tough day, what's, let's see what's going to happen. And then you're, you're already speaking to yourself and creating, you know, these images and feelings and emotions in yourself. You haven't even got out of bed and yet already it's kind of going. Whereas it is a skill to master and it's when you wake up and you're like, I'm up. You know, and another way of doing it is just really to talk yourself through it. I'm just waking up, I'm opening my eyes, I'm going to take a deep breath, I'm going to wake, you know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. And kind of, because we will always be talking to ourselves, but it's talking to ourselves in a very statement way as Mm. opposed to... Oh, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. And can you explain to our listeners what you explained to me in our first session about how our feelings come from our thoughts can you explain yeah. that whole thing yeah so basically there can be two different situations and i'll give an example of i think i gave it to you that day so i um the, whatever we think our our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our actions and what some people think is that their actions can be run by thoughts so like but you can't outthink an action because they're all driven by emotions that's why when you feel motivated when you feel excited when you feel relaxed you act a certain way whereas some people and some people think oh if I just keep thinking about how good you know it is for me to go to the gym I'll go to the gym but no it's it's the emotion that Mm. you need that drives an action and then your action drives your result so for example um 
they left you going to the gym. So you can keep thinking if you wake up and you're like, um, I'm, I can't wait to go to the gym because I feel really good after I work out. That's going to give you feelings of excitement, feelings of um, feeling good. That good feeling is going to cause the action of getting in the car, putting mm. the key in ignition and going to the gym. And then the result is you feel better. So that it kind of proves your thought. Now, if you were thinking, it's so unfair, why do I have to go to the gym? Everyone else has, can feel good without going to the gym. You know, I've got so much weight to lose. You're not going to feel motivated. You're going to feel down, mm. um, deprived, you know, less than. And then your actions are going to be, well, I'm just going to stay here or I'll just have that yeah. cake. I'll just have that. And then your result proves your thinking so it all goes in a circle and that's why i think it's so important to watch the thoughts and even now you know i can catch my thoughts and i'm like ah okay that's why that's why i'm doing it and also everyone's like oh you really want to feel happy well yeah i think happiness is an important emotion but when you feel happy you feel what content Mm -hmm. and sometimes feeling content isn't the driving nature that makes things change in life yeah so this whole idea of like i just want to feel more happiness no you want to feel motivated you want to feel excited it's not just happiness so this whole search for happiness you know when you feel happy you just you're still aren't you and so yeah you know what is happiness maybe it's excitement really what you're looking for maybe it's drive maybe it's you know wanting change all of that so that's another thing that we work on is like don't just settle for happiness you know because what even is that anyway it's just yeah and I think we're all you know we're all guilty of going like you were saying earlier well I'll be happy once this has happened Mm, or you know once we move house I'll be happy or you know once I start that job or well no because then there'll be something else so you have to and you said this to me I think in our first session as well like you have to look for like the harmony in things because there'll be little moments of that throughout your days and just take that because this kind of you know we're all in search of this like holy grail of happiness and balance well that doesn't really exist. Mm. You've got to kind of find these little moments along the way and then really ask yourself, well, what is it that I want? Because we're all different. We're all driven by different things. And that's what people, like, when a client's come to me, I'm like, well, what do you want? And, and so many times we don't know either, no. do we? And no, nobody's, <laughs> they've never even asked themselves that question. They've never they said, oh, I don't know. And I think that's something with new mums as well because we haven't looked after ourselves for those first six months a year you know it's all about baby and then you stop and you think well what is it that I want you know and sometimes that can take a, a while to really figure out you know what what do I want my life to look like now as a mum yes I'm a mum but I'm also me and I have things I want to do and trying to kind of get your head around that can be really um for some women really like trying to find the word now like it I've also found it very I feel very torn because it's like well I feel guilty for wanting other things that don't involve my baby but hang on I am also a person and as well as a mum and sometimes nothing has to change you know and this is the other thing that nothing has to change circumstances don't have to change to feel better Hmm. You, you can feel better right now this very moment this very second by just choosing to so you know, it's it's also we're kind of waiting for, like you say, this holy grail of like, well, I'll feel better then. And I kind of think you can just feel better now 
or you can accept the fact that you don't feel better as long as we you know not don't play the blaming game like yeah i want to sit with the emotion of sadness that's what i want to sit with and i'm going to give myself 10 minutes and then i'm going to get up and i'll get over it you know but it's this wallowing this um you know poor me and i've got it so hard and that other mum has it so much easier than me those kind of things i think are very dangerous yeah um emotions to have because again like we're the ones who are creating it so yeah. we can change it and that's and that's such an easy excuse to not take responsibility well it's easier for them because they have this but you're not choosing to look at your own your own situation do something and, about that and 95 percent of the time the person who you think oh it's easier for them they're also going through the they same thing. They have their thing. own set of issues and problems. <laughs> That's the yeah. hilarious thing about it. So, you know, we all um, have our, our emotions. Now, that's one thing I've really managed to stop doing is looking at anyone else for, um, you know, to compare myself to anyone. And it, yeah. through this work, I just feel so free. I, what I do and how my I live my life is such a personal choice. It's not based on anyone yeah. else or anything else. I also, with social media, choose to only follow people that make me feel really good. Yeah. I love to follow mums who keep it really real. And some of the mums I follow, you know, these influencers, they do have beautiful lives, but they are honest. They're honest about the great times and the difficult times. And I think that's really important. You are in control of what you consume and what you decide to look at. So if you're following someone and you're feeling jealous or it's just making you feel like you're not as good a mum, don't follow them. Yeah, unfollow them. Because that's not their issue. That's to do with you. And also the other thing is, we'll have a look, you know, if it's bringing up those emotions, why yeah what's going on there yeah and yeah I, what is I, that about yeah, and i would like stop and think and say okay but what what is it is it feelings of jealousy is it feeling yeah you know, and I, then i would cover like well where else have you felt like that where else what other areas in your life are mm. you jealous of you know your husband or your children are you you know or or you know there's always something because the way we do one thing is the way we do everything oh that is so true so you know so spot on it's it's looking at it and being like okay there's something going on here and that's where again you know a coach comes in and uncovers that and then you can see the blind spot and you're like ah okay what you do Nuna is you shine a light on things that you know we may be conscious of but like you said we don't know what we don't know so you uncover these things that suddenly it opens your eyes and you're like ah oh, okay well now i now i can see it and i'm aware of it i can work on that and that you need help with that this is why you need a coach yeah <laughs> because you know we can't do this on our own all the time and no. we need we need someone to help us and and unpick this stuff this is complicated stuff it is and it's <laughs> you know life is complicated yeah. and then when you become a mom you know all these different emotions and it's it, you know i have i found it I used to listen to mums chatting before and I, you know, I could empathize and I could, I could understand what they were saying, but I never really got it. And now I'm like, oh my God, okay, I get it. This is so complicated and everybody is just trying to do their best. And I think it's like people were saying during the pandemic, you know, everyone's in the same storm. Yes, but people are in different boats. Mm. And but what motherhood is, it's such a leveler. So I could be looking, for example, at a mum, I don't know, on Instagram that has, you know, maybe a beautiful big house and she has lots of help, but she'll be going through her own stuff because being a mum is hard, regardless of your personal circumstances. And it is that such, 
once you become a mom, you can just, I look at other mums and it doesn't matter what their circumstances are. I'm just like, I feel you. <laughs> like I can, I can connect with you on that level because it is so hard. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I think it's kind of, ex- again, it's that acceptance of um, once you, what I always say is once you learn how mm. to manage your mind and how to manage yeah. your brain, you can never unlearn it. So once you kind of, you know, I think even kind of using the word hard, it's like, or challenging, you know. Challenging well. is a better word. Yeah. yeah. I think challenging is a better word because hard is maybe again it's that like well how's it making you feel <sighs> it's so hard yeah. and automatically my whole body language changes and whereas yeah it's challenging um and like you were saying before it's like well okay what you what you what you're deciding to do is serving you in some way so if you're finding it really hard okay well are you going to ask for help are you just going to continue to suffer in silence yeah and and you don't also know until you're in the thick of it as well. You can have all these grand plans of what sort of mum you're going to be and how you're going to feel. But until it happens, you don't know, do no, you? No, you won't. And, it, and it, it basically uncovers so much stuff that, again, like your blind spots that come up, the emotions that come up of being relied on, emotions of being, um, you know, having to constantly be there. You know, how how does that make you feel? And then you look and then, again, we uncover, well, okay, well, why is that emotion coming up for you? you know what let, let's have a look at that let's let's really yeah. dig deep you know was there was there something that happened is there an admitting belief here is it a way you're using your thoughts like what is going on because there's a reason for all of it which yeah. i find so fascinating and but so, so many times we just don't take the time to interrogate it no. we're just on to the next thing so when when mums are coming to you feeling mm. overwhelmed what are some of the tools that you give them okay all right well one of the things that i tell them is to, I, I teach them is time management and I teach them to look at their um, look at their calendar and put everything in from nap time for the children or you know school drop off when they'll be cooking and then looking at their free time and writing down everything that they need to do from what they want to eat during the week or all of those things. And I think I've had clients who've come to me they've had three children and you know they just felt so overwhelmed and when we sat down and put everything into a calendar for them plan their whole week they found that they didn't have as much to do because they did have three or four hours during the day where they could get things done and so we started using that as focus time okay so what do you want to do in that focus time that time's for you and then they realized well actually every sunday i would really like to have a sunday lunch and they started having you know one of my clients it's now become a little routine that she mm. then she goes shopping with the children and you know one child makes something else another client felt like she never ever had time to do any reading with her children and once we looked at her diary and broke everything down she now does reading with them half an hour every night and they read yeah. a chapter together it's become their little thing and so i think when you take everything out of your mind and this is another thing that i advise to, to, to do a brain dump you put everything out that you need to do and you put it down on a piece of paper and you put it into your diary. First of all, you're not relying on your mind to remind you. So I get updates like time to pick up the kids, time yeah. to do bath time, time to do this. Um, you're just clearing the space. And that's another thing, takes me on to another thing. Declutter your mind, You know, write a journal of how you're feeling, just let it all out. And half the time, once it's out, 
it's out. Even like writing it out, crunching up a piece of paper, putting it in the bin, but just declutter your mind. It's so powerful, that one. Yeah. Yeah, just writing. Exactly. I I find that when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I'm like, write a list. Oh, I've actually only got five things. Oh, I already feel better. Yeah, it's such a powerful, easy, powerful one. Yeah, so that's a good one. The other one is what we've been talking about is learn how to ask for help. Um, now that could be from your partner, that could be from your mum, you know, that could be from anybody. Why do we find that so hard, Nina? It's taking me 10 months. Yeah. But you've got there. Thanks to you, yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't, if I hadn't done the work with you, I'd still be, I'd still be being a martyr. But the asking for help, we, I mean, it's like the chicken or the egg. Sometimes we need help to ask for help. Yeah. And so often we leave it until we're at breaking point to then go, okay, I need help. Yeah. And what I, I feel like that's that's like that's a society thing. Like we need to have these conversations so that women go, okay, well, no, like me needing help is actually very normal. And of course, I'm one person and I can't do all of this. And this is this is just this is how it is. And it takes a village. Exactly. But we sort of lost that a little bit, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, we really have. Um, so yeah, definitely learn to ask for help. The other thing is learn to say no have your boundaries like you don't have to go to every single birthday party of you know a child that you only met in the park once you don't have to um have three fully cooked meals a day like just learn to say no you don't have to go to your partner's office thing if you don't want to go so Mm. i would really advise mums to because the more you say no and you really mean it the more empowered you get the stronger your your kind of belief in yourself gets built so there's so i mean i could do a whole podcast on learning to say no yeah i think um, we need to because I, another thing i really struggle with yeah i find myself just committing to things and then i look at my whiteboard and i'm like why do i have something every day this week exactly why have i done that yeah and i think that's really really powerful is learning to say no and that's 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 what causes a major thing that causes overwhelm okay we're gonna do another podcast on that okay. because that is and I think for me I found that when when I was pregnant I made lots of new mummy friends and then when they're newborn you know you aren't working you're on maternity leave so you have a lot more time but then as they get a bit older and you start to get busier you suddenly don't have the capacity to have like 10 close mummy friends Mm. but you feel obliged because you form these connections and then like you said you're suddenly going like here there and everywhere and you're like but you don't want to say no because they're so lovely and they were there for you and you were there for each other but you've got to prioritize and you can't yeah you know and saying no isn't being mean and I think we make that connection sometimes we Mm. think oh but if I say no they might think I'm not a nice person and we then I would say so what if that's what they thought well yeah and also no is a full sentence yeah so often we're like, no, because, blah, 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 yeah, you know? Just, no, I can't make it. Okay, we're going to do a whole episode yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah. And then the last thing is how to be present. And I think that's one thing we've really, um, you know, discussed a little bit today. But it's just learning to, you know, put the thoughts of what happened yesterday and what's going to happen tomorrow and what happened this morning just to one side and just be fully 100% present. And that can really, um, you know, reduce overwhelm as well. I was listening to um, a podcast the other day and the the guy on it was saying that um he was in recovery he's been clean for like 16 years and when he was in rehab one of his um uh, mentors or coaches was saying that so often people will have one foot in the present so one foot in the past one foot in the future and they are basically crapping all over their present yeah 
and we we so often do that yeah like we're we're with someone but we're actually thinking about oh god I've got to do this this and this later or stressed about something that happened yesterday and we're just not like we were saying earlier it's it's practice you've got to practice it it doesn't just come naturally all the time yeah but when you do it it can be really yeah it's just lovely it's just it's just empowering because you know it doesn't matter doesn't matter what happened yesterday like it's gone and it doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow that also is really me i think i'm a real big goal setter and i set goals but the only thing that matters is this very moment sat here right now with you taking in a breath that yeah nothing else really matters Hmm. let's just take a moment (laughs) to be present (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna do a quick fire round nina um your one piece of advice for first time mums i mean you just gave us so much advice i would definitely ask for help yeah. Take the help, take it, ask for it, yeah. insist on it. Literally, <laughs> if you're listening it. and you're a new mum and you're like, no, I'm just going to do it all on my own, no, don't. get help. Yeah. It will change your life. Um, what's one thing nobody warned you about before becoming a mum? I think, again, we touched on it, is the um, intensity of the bipolar of emotions that I struggle with on a daily basis. Yeah. It's no one it warns you about how you're getting those roller coasters of emotions. Yeah, I mean, Sometimes I think my husband just looks at me like, "Where? How is she gonna be today?" <laughs> you know, and it can change so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, favorite thing about being a mum? Oh God, so many. I think my favorite thing, honestly, is just hanging out with my kids. Like they are so fun to hang out with. Um, I just love it. I feel like I've got two little gang, a little gang with me all the Your time. Your daughter is literally a mini me. She is identical <laughs> she, to you. She also really sounds like me when she's speaking to my husband. She's literally <laughs> like you, mini version of you. Oh, she's so sweet. Yeah, I just absolutely adore hanging out with them. It's really fun. And finally, Nuna, what does motherhood mean to you in three words? Never being alone. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've felt, I've felt that a lot recently. <laughs> never alone. <laughs> you lucky if you go to Lou on your own. Like, the, the whole family's in there. I'm like, hello. Yeah. Whereas my husband goes in and locks the door. Yeah, and he's in there for like 45 minutes. On the phone, God playing some game. God knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, no, never, ever alone. And it's funny how things like having a shower can become, they feel like a luxury. And I'm seeing so many reels at the moment, TikTok videos where mums are like, having a shower or like taking a walk on your own or eating a hot meal is not a luxury <laughs> so let's stop this narrative of like oh i'm so lucky i got to shower today like no these are yeah. like basic human needs yeah, that we ab- should be at, but it yeah. does in those early days feel like a luxury yeah. um and as even like your kids are what how old now I'm six and four yeah but still i mean it continues yeah it's, but i love it i love it it's um yeah it's yeah it's I think who was saying to me the other day that the problems like they don't they get bigger basically as the kids get bigger the problems get bigger so you feel like oh well once they like you were saying earlier once they're crawling that will be easier once they're walking once they're talking yes some aspects of your life may get a little bit easier but there are just a new set of challenges Mm. so yeah I think for me what I'm going to take away from this chat today is just be present and enjoy the now because there's not going to be this like magical day where suddenly everything just feels easier yeah. and slots into place. Exactly. That doesn't exist. Yeah. And I think I've started doing that with the kids now and that's why I really enjoy their company. Um, I think there's a whole other podcast as well, but I don't take their tantrums personally anymore. It's got nothing to do with me. That's mm. just their emotions and how they're feeling. So. Yeah. I think we need to do a podcast on tantrums as well because I, 
I haven't obviously entered that phase mm. yet. Um, and I think that's a whole other thing that, that mums just really struggle with. And, yeah. and again, it just feels like a personal attack. You just feel like you're failing as a mum. Yeah. Nuna, thank you so oh, much. Thank you so much um, for having me. I will put all your info in the show notes so people know where to find you and contact you. Um, and I know you've got lots of amazing things coming up. Um, and also thank you to the Foundry Studio who have hosted us today. Um, it's so lovely here. Yeah, I definitely want to come place. back. Well, 100% we'll have to come back. Nina, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you. Thank you so much once again to Nina for being such a brilliant guest. And for anyone listening who may be struggling with something or maybe you're just curious about personal development, I urge you to take Nina's 12-week course. I promise you it will change your life. I'm more than happy to share my personal experience with Nuna and how she's helped me crush so many of those pesky self-limiting beliefs and helped me step into the person I have wanted to become for so long. So feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram anytime. You can find links to Nuna's website and her Instagram page in the show notes below. And a special thank you to our host for this episode, the Foundry Podcast Studio. You can find further information about this beautiful space in the show notes below. You can also find links below to our social media accounts, along with info on our recently launched Meaningful Mama Mornings, which take place every month here in Dubai. With these Mama Mornings, we are so thrilled to be able to bring you a different expert guest in person each month from infant sleep consultants, weaning experts, parenting coaches, and so much more. So I really hope to see you at one of our events in the near future. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review, and subscribe to Friday's Child the Podcast to help us reach more wonderful mamas. Until next time, thank you for listening.